0: There's fallout for the Chiefs versus Broncos, but is the sky falling? Uh, Some people are going to tell you, no, that's not the case. We're going to go over where they are, playoff run, what comes next. Today on Locked on Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We're joined by Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com, the man on the beat around KC. We're going to get with him on everything that's currently applicable to this team. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Check another Lockdown show, maybe the draft show if you're interested, for your next one. We appreciate it. Uh, We have a lot going. We're brought to you today uh, by a number of people that you're going to hear from as I go through, but BetOnline is at the top of the list. They make things easy. Get in the game. It's BetOnline where the game begins. We are uh, going to talk about what's what's floating around up there in the sky. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, as well as uh, RGR Football and NFL33.com, where you can get all your NFL-wide news, team building specifically. Matt, Derek, I have to put it this way. It was a win, but nobody's happy. And as this projects out to what the playoff picture is, is the sky truly falling? Is Is all hell about to break loose?
1: I mean, about the simplest that I can put it is that I had a view going into Sunday that the Chiefs were, and I think I mentioned this the other night, the Chiefs were one of the three best teams in the AFC. Them, the Bengals, and Bills are most likely going to be one of the three teams in the AFC to go into the Super Bowl. I still believe that. I still believe the Chiefs' chances are about the same, and I still think the Chiefs are probably going to be the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. Nothing has changed after that game. I, I I I just don't know. I have nothing else to say. I mean, I get being up 27, nothing and finding yourself in a firefight is not what anybody wants, but that game doesn't really change anything. I mean, I I think we know where the chief's weaknesses are. It's in the pass rush and a young secondary. I I think we know that if they, if the chiefs don't turn over the football, this offense is the best in the league. Um, We know that Frankly, I mean, looking at the stats, even after that game, Chiefs turned over the ball less this year than they did last year as a percentage. And last year, the pro- you know, people thought turnovers were a problem. They're better than they were last year. I mean, I got, I got nothing. I mean.
0: I'm glad you're optimistic. Don't. You're not alone.
1: Uh, yeah. Don't. I mean, it's one game. I mean, one game.
0: That's it. You can live with it. Well, Andy Reid is in the same position as you. Uh formidably optimistic I is the way that I would put it uh and and again I I think it comes back to this like you said nothing's changed to the top of the AFC I wrote on NFL 33 last week folks it's a gauntlet through the AFC the NFC is a completely different picture but it's always going to be the Bills and the Bengals are coming on obviously there's some some rigmarole beyond that uh Dolphins aren't quite what they were a month ago uh Chargers are trying to push to get in there. These are all teams that the Chiefs have a history with, and this season in particular. What is the implication of this game? You just got to get the W, that's all that matters, but particularly with the Bengals and the Bills, where does last week's action, where they both had some tight games as well, what does that do for you in terms of, is this momentum for the Chiefs, is this just holding steady, or are they still behind both those teams?
1: I mean that's that's one of the reasons why you know that game doesn't really bother me. Like I said, I get the way that it happened, going from twenty-seven nothing and getting into a firefight. But I mean, and and honestly, I mean, a six-point win at Denver, the Chiefs were what nine and a half point favorites, so they didn't cover. But it's not like a dramatic, you know, setback. Was it a maybe a just a tougher win than you wanted? Yeah, okay, let's call it a bad win. Well, guess what? Bills have some have some bad wins on their schedule too. Um, I think that the Chiefs are unique in that that loss to the Colts is a is going to go down as a bad loss. It wasn't a, a wide loss, but it's a bad loss. The Bills, I mean, their only bad loss on their schedule to me that you could possibly call it, would be at the Jets. And the Jets are better than anybody thinks they thought they were going to be this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll look like a bad loss at the end of the year. I don't know, but it's not that bad. But the Bills the they have some bad wins on their schedule, just like the Chiefs do. Now, the Bengals, on the other hand, Bengals actually have bad losses. I mean, they've got some bad losses, and they've been somewhat inconsistent. But when you look at what these three teams have going down the stretch, the Chiefs have a middle-of-the-road – actually, Chiefs have one of the easiest – the as easiest schedule in the league, if you believe some people, uh, looking at the numbers and cracking it down. And they are going to be probably double-digit favorites in every single game the rest of the way, or close to it. Um, the Bills have some tough tough games. I think the Bills are going to lose at least one. The Chiefs should not lose again this season. They could, and if they do, it will probably cost them the number one seed. I think the Mm -hmm. Bills are going to lose once more. Um, The Bengals might lose a couple more times. I mean, that's just how tough their final stretch of the schedule is. And, And honestly, I still put it as being the Chiefs and the Bills in one category I think the Bengals are the best of the next category. And the only reason I really at this point elevate the Bengals further is just because if the chiefs were, if they're to meet the chiefs in the playoffs, you got to pick the Bengals at this point, because the way that recent history has been going. Yeah. No so sure. that's, that's, you know, that's, that's the only thing. I mean, that's the only thing that if they, if the chiefs meet them, I give the edge to the Bengals the next time around, because they've been doing it. Um, I, you know, are the, are the Ravens in that category? I mean, honestly, I mean, the, the, the Bengals might even be a category by themselves. And then it's a next group down where I think that the the Dolphins have probably fallen into and the Chargers are there and the Ravens are there.
0: We'll see what else, but I still think that's the way the FC shakes up. There's a couple of matchups specifically that I want to get into, and then we'll talk about what this game represents going forward. First, folks, a message from our friends over at LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need to find the right people to help your team and your small business Fire on all the cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier for you to find the people that you want to talk to faster and for free. I'm always looking for good content creators, graphic artists, et cetera, et cetera. It makes it simple to just create a job in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs and reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. You add your job. And the purple hashtag hiring frame comes in on your LinkedIn profile, and it spreads the word to your network as well as others that you're trying to find the right people to hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week, 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free on LinkedIn.com slash NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. This show is also brought to you by Audible, and they have a brand-new slate of football-specific content that you're going to like. There's a sneak peek available right now of Think Like a Champion. Uh, It's out there on Locked On Presents. You can check that out as well. And that is a a brand-new podcast from Audible and Russ Wilson. I'm really interested to see what this last game entails when that podcast comes out because there's a lot of of, quote-unquote Russ's past about how you become winner, et cetera, et cetera. Now what do you do? How do you deal with this? And I know he didn't finish the ball game, but it should be a really interesting take and maybe some insight into the relationship that these two teams have. There was a scuffle post game. That's always going to be interesting. It's free and available on podcasts and wherever you get your uh, audio content. And they feature all kinds of episodes with all kinds of players. Check them out. Head over to Lockdown for Presents for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series anywhere you can get podcasts. Audible, get in the game. Getting in the game is. Is serious. And like you were hinting at, um, maybe it's the top two teams. I actually have the top three just because it is the matchup. And this is something that I talked about a lot over the last week. It's not necessarily X's and O's, it's matchups, it's man versus man. And the Bengals just have something on these Chiefs right now, something that I, I, despite a loss to the Bills, I don't feel that that is that kind of matchup. I think it is very specific. There might be three. There might be more teams that can beat the Bengals in the playoffs, but right now it doesn't feel like the Chiefs are one of them. How important is the draw for the Chiefs in this postseason run?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always going to be important. And, and that's why, I mean, you know, there's a way, and it certainly starts looking more and more like it might end up this way, that the Chiefs are going to find themselves in a spot where they may only have to go through one of those teams. And that would be the ideal scenario. I mean, if you can find yourself into a spot where – the Bengals are on the other side of the bracket. And one of the keys to that would, would probably be them you know, finishing second in the North. And I don't know if that will end up being the case. I mean, that's the way it is right now that they're behind the Ravens. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, that makes it a little bit easier, I mean, even depending on where the Chiefs finish, but more likely that they'll maybe end up in a different depart- portion of the bracket than the Chiefs will. And it all gets shuffled because of, you know, you know just based on the seeding and the way the NFL does things. But if the Chiefs can only have to go through one of those two teams – and the, one of those teams who's going to go through the other one and the Chiefs, I mean, that uh, honestly puts it back in the Chiefs' favor. I mean, that's going to be just you know, it, even though there's going to be some tough teams in the postseason. I mean, like right now, the Chiefs would be would be ta- hosting the Patriots in the first round if they were the number two seed. That's a decent matchup for the Chiefs. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be running away from that. That would be a favorable matchup in the first round. So being a one or a two seed is going to be a huge advantage to me this year. I mean, being able to, you know, even if you end up as the two and you're playing the seven, the sixth seed and the five and the six are going to be a little salty probably in the postseason. So that's where you just want to stay away from. And, you know, and Hey, as a one, you know, you might end up facing the six. I mean, you know, that's, that's just the way it's going to be. So, and the six would not be the Bengals. So, you know, to me, there's right now, I think the Chiefs, regardless of whether they end up being the one or the two, two would probably be, I mean, you don't want to play that extra game. Right. But I think I think right now they're going to end up in a pretty good position where they're going to have to go through one of those teams.
0: Well, and I like that you bring that up because, yeah, you always want the bye. You always want the rest. But if that doesn't happen right now, I mean, there's a scenario where the, the Chargers could sneak in as well. Obviously, there's there's that kind of relationship there. Another team that plays them sneakily tough every single time. So I think right now you're pulling for the Patriots, to tell you the truth. We'll see what happens as the Dolphins, I think, are hitting a wall. There's a lot of scenarios that can come through for the Chiefs. But one thing remains the same is no matter who they play, they have to get after the opposing quarterback. And it's been an up-and-down season there. Obviously, a big game on the pass rush this last week against maybe the worst offensive line in football. Can we take anything away from that that's real, or do we have to take a step back and realize it's still Chris Jones and a couple other guys that maybe can get something done?
1: Yeah, I think you have to take a, a grain of salt with it because not only is it a bad offensive line, it was a banged-up bad offensive line. So, to honestly, I mean, you say six sacks, okay, that's business as usual. That's what you should have gotten against the Broncos. Um, the only really frustrating thing, I think, is, is twofold. One is that, you know, the six sacks – I mean, the Chiefs did force two turnovers, and one of them was absolutely pass rush related. I mean, Chris Jones ab- created that that last interception, so that's what you're hoping for. That's one thing the Chiefs haven't done a lot of, though. Is you know, that even though that they have been getting more sacks this year than last year, it hasn't been resulting in turnovers, and and that's the real reason why the turnover differential has been a problem because you're just not getting the ball away from the other team enough. And what and why? I mean, to me, I think it's pretty easy to connect the dots between. And inconsistent pass rush and a young secondary. It's not a knock on the knock on the young guys. It's just a reality is that, you know, with that youth in the secondary, there's going to be some good plays, there's going to be some bad plays, and there's probably going to be some missed opportunities. And the, the, the turnovers have been that. My concern with that in the last couple of games has been, in particular, Josh Williams has been attacked and teams are going after him big time going to be a big th- for the chiefs to see how josh williams responds how the chiefs manage that you know do they want to lessen his play load a little bit do they want to miss mix in some jalen watson you know let's see but a big part of it's going to be you know how josh williams responds he has been picked on now mm-hmm. let's see him bounce back and respond and see what he does because if it continues i mean let's see what happens against the texans but if the texans decide hey that's the weak part of the Chiefs secondary let's go at him and, and josh williams has another rough afternoon that's going to be a continuing trend that I've got a concern about.
0: So if that is the scenario that I'm worried about too, particularly in uh, in a guy named Cooks, if he's able to go, uh, I think there's a lot to be made there. Do you then have to, as Steve Spagnuolo, have to adjust? Do you have to protect him somehow? Do you have to start traveling? I feel that these three corners, uh, Josh being one of the starters with LeJarrius need and Trent McDuffie, I think they can travel. We haven't seen them do that a whole lot. Do you think that that is a step that they have to take in order to protect him?
1: Yeah. And that's a, that's a good question because, you know, one thing that I've I've kind of learned about Steve Spagnolo is that I don't think he's ever going to be the type to ask his corners to travel. What he's going to do is if a corner comes to him and says, I want to travel, he'll consider it. You know, mm-hmm. that's what happened with Treverus Ward last year. And let's also remember that's why Treverus Ward got paid at the end of the season too. So if, if I'm a Legarius Snead, especially, you know, considering I'm one year away from free agency, it might be something I want to have in the back of my mind saying, Hey, Spags. Hey Dave Merritt, I can I, I can I can travel because um, I don't think that they're going to do it otherwise. Now the Chiefs have been doing some things as far as mixing it up and, and trying to you know protect those guys a little bit, maybe just by you know making sure that defenses don't know where they're going to line up. Now they, they haven't been uh, been terribly aggressive about it, but they've done it on occasion. So I think that they have done what they can to try and protect those guys, but probably need to be more aggressive with it and you know and mixing up their lineup yeah providing them some help would be key but it's hard to do I mean that's that's the one that's the one area where you know we talk about those guys being on island for a reason I mean it's it's hard to provide them additional support but right now Josh Williams might need it just because you want to you know not only one you want to buck him up and give him some support but two that's that's the weak part of the defense right now that teams are attacking
0: it starts right now with the Houston Texans next on the block. We're going to talk about that when we get back, but got to tell you about our pals over Bet Online When you need to get into the action, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check all your betting information for all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one source for all the odds, lines, games, and everything you need to get your money on the line in a smart way that gets you ready for whatever season you're looking for, whether it's this football season, could be baseball, NFL, NHL, NBA, even the golf and the combat sports are there at Bet Online. It continues to be the top resource for all of your sports wagering information, your live in game betting, podcasts, scores, everything that you need to get covered. Head over there to Bet Online. It's easy to get to their website from any device, including your phone. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. Where it starts for me is getting back to business and taking care of a team last week in the Houston Texans. They gave one of the powers, or more more powerful teams anyway, in the NFC, the the Dallas Cowboys, a gun for their money. Uh, Had them on the ropes at the end of the ball game. And this is a team that's been down. They've got a a formidable back that I think is a little bit banged up. I don't know if Pierce is going to be able to come after the Chiefs the way they want to. I think that limits what the Chiefs defense is going to see in terms of overall offensive production from the Texans. But is there a concern for you that while this stretch run looks – like they should win out if everything goes according to plan. That's also a recipe for a lot of trap games. Is this one of them?
1: I don't think that it is, and there's 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 two reasons why. I mean, one is it, really the contrast between the Broncos and the Texans in these games in particular. For the Broncos, the Chiefs were, by and large, a Super Bowl game. I mean, that was the one they circled on the schedule as the one remaining game that they had left. It's a divisional game against a rival. It was a chance to knock off somebody. They know they're not going to the playoffs. They know they don't have a whole lot left. This was the one game that they had to play for, and they poured everything that they had into it, emotionally and play calling wise, and taking some chances. Contrast that with the Texans. They did the exact same thing against the Cowboys. That was their Super Bowl game. I mean, that's a, that you know the Cowboys is a big game in Texas for the for Houston. Yeah. So that's bigger game for Houston than playing the Chiefs even. So. I mean, I think you saw it. I mean, they, the Texans emptied out the, the cupboard last week. I mean, they, they went with the Jeff Driscoll packages. Um, There was an emotional game for them. And remember Cowboys turned the ball over three times, just like the chiefs mm-hmm. did found themselves in a firefight. You don't turn the ball over three times against the Texans. You're going to blow them out pretty easily. So if the, Hey, the chiefs end up in another game where it's an, you know, they're a negative in the turnover differential. They make a bunch of mistakes. Yeah. They're going to end up in a fight with these guys, but, one, I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to see a, a Chiefs team that's a little bit more disciplined this week. And two, I don't think you're going to see a Houston team with the, the same creative juice and the same energy that they had a week ago that's that's difficult for anybody to put together two weeks in a row. I mean, I imagine the Broncos are probably going to roll over this week in their game. And I think the Texans are probably going to do it too, because it's hard to, hard to have back-to-back games that you're up for, especially when you lose the first one.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely the way that i expect it to go as well but the turnovers always play the role if they avoid the turnovers i think they're going to be okay i can't see that happening to patrick again this season i think uh once again it's a lack of focus a lack of of, quite frankly expectation of the opponent getting to that point but it has sullied and created a conversation around the nfl this week and i want your take because i'm i know where i stand but There is part of this that is not just about getting the next win. It's also about what you do across the league for the MVP race. And it's not something I think we talk about a lot around here because it doesn't affect any outcome of any games or any seating or anything that prevents a championship. But in your estimation, this conversation about uh, Jalen Hurts, who's not even thrown, I think he's two-thirds of Patrick's touchdown passes. Is there anything that you can see preventing Patrick from continuing to – level his play out to get this MVP.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, premature because I mean, this is going to, it's already this, the MVP race every year takes about 18 different turns every single week. And we're, we're talking about a lot about recency bias here. We're talking about this because Jalen Hurts just put up 48 points and Patrick Mahomes had three turnovers. If Jalen Hurts has three turnovers next week and Patrick Mahomes drops 48 on the Texans, He's going to be the favorite in the MVP race again. So, yeah, there's plenty of time. And at the end of the season, if Patrick Mahomes ends up with 5,200 passing yards and the Chiefs are 14-3 and three and he's got 40-odd touchdowns, he's probably going to be MVP. I mean, it doesn't matter what Jalen Hurts does. Um, it's probably in his corner. So there's, there's way too much football to worry about that. I mean, at this point, it, yeah, I mean, it probably is a two-man race this late in the season. Somebody else can always get into it, too, but I would still put my money on Mahomes.
0: I think one thing that'll help him is the quick strikes, the big plays. Some of that might show up here. We'll see whether Kad- uh, Kadarius Tony's able to go, whether McCall Harbin can come back. There's a couple of developments coming this week. I don't think they need it against the Texans, but does that help them outside of the MVP thing in being able to – Put up points against a team that you should, unlike last week. Does, does that help you in the mental rigors against the rest of the AFC West crowd that's trying to make the playoff run?
1: Well, and I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, I Andy Reid sounds a lot like me this week in that he doesn't seem to have find much fault in his offense's performance last week or his team's performance. He's pretty happy with it. Um, you know, the fact that they they put up 34 points on a pretty good defense – um And he got six sacks. He's overlooking the twenty eight points that they gave up. Okay, mm-hmm. but and he's really happy with his quarterback's performance. He thought Patrick Mahomes only had one bad play, and I think everybody else feels like he had three. I'm I'm more on the one bad play, but that's why Andy Reid's pretty calm because he's looking at this and saying, "I'm going to be getting McCole Hardman back at some point. I'm going to get Darius Tony back at some point. My offensive line that's been banged up is going to get a little bit of rest here." Hey, if he's got a bye week and everybody gets a rest going into the playoffs, that's just going to be an even bigger boost for the Chiefs. So I I think he feels like, yeah, there's there's a lot of reasons why this offense may be going through its toughest challenge right now. And if it's going through its toughest challenge where it just turned over the ball three times and scores 34 points, that's a challenge I'd like to have. (laughs) That's, That's a situation I'd like to be in.
0: Shout out to Will Gay for helping the offense out. By the way, hey, we didn't. There you that go.
1: Out. That's well, right. It, it hey, it, it counts. In, it counts in the tally.
0: <laughs> it does. You guys, this is going to be a game that we just got to see them put the hammer down and go to completion. I expect that that's what's going to happen. Chris is going to preview it for you tomorrow with the guys down in Texas to give us the insight, and then we'll have our preview show for you on Friday. Matt, uh, do you have any kind of feeling about this game? You want to put anything out there?
1: I mean, I think the Chiefs are going to win, but honestly, I mean, I feel like once again, it's probably going to be one of those uninspired type games. I mean, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be going in there with a lot of flame throwing. but I also don't see the Texans putting up much of a fight. I won't be as optimistic as I was about Denver. I'll I'll, I'll assume that the Texans are going to score some points, but Chiefs will score more. So right now, I mean, my my mind will probably change before the end of the week, but right now I'm sitting in that kind of 31-21 Chiefs area.
0: I kind of like that. Folks, thanks for making us your first listen. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. So you can get all the news for all of the sports and their take of the day. It's available on Odyssey and wherever you get your your podcast, as is everything that Matt thinks is available over on ChiefsDigest.com, where you have to go to get that. Matt, thanks for setting us straight and keeping us on the straight and level. I'll try not to overreact, but we appreciate your time.
1: We are, we're here for overreactions of all sorts. Come on, Ryan, I'm, I'm, so, We're here for it.
0: It's not Monday anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs)
0: Folks, you have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.